I am Tom Holland. Get ready. <laughs> this is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. Time for, oh my gosh, a rant. Time for a, a, a rant. I'm so tired of doctors and people that should just be pushing everyone to do everything possible to be healthy. Doctors who aren't doing that, including this like absolutely ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous TikTok post by this doctor. And I'm going to name him, which I normally don't do, but you know, hey, this was like as egregious. It is as egregious as it gets, in my opinion. And I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's so stupid. I'm going to use all these words that I was, I was taught not to by my, you know, very religious parents, you know, <sighs> wow, about running, about an exercise. A, a doctor says this exercise will age you faster. Okay. So he posted a TikTok clip on this and it's like, I want to go, who asked you? You know, who asked you? you know, someone. Oh, here we go. Uh, short, but but just angry rant right now on this. So Dr. Gerald Imber, a longtime plastic surgeon, has a surprising warning. This is one of the headlines about what exercise ages a person faster. And Dr. Imber specializes in procedures for the face and body. He's a plastic surgeon. Uh, I, I will always preface this by saying I have many good friends who are doctors, many friends, good friends who are good doctors. I also know a lot of bad doctors, people. You know, we're living in this time where we're not allowed to question certain things when it comes to health and wellness. Yeah, yeah, we should. They're people. They're people. Okay, and, and this guy, I, I, I'm, he's an idiot. I, I've never said that before in a podcast. But like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of anything that keeps people from, from not just being healthy, from dying, right? And, and there should be no sentence, pretty much, that, that talks about exercise and aging you faster. And of course, what he's talking about has nothing to do with living longer. What he's talking about has nothing to do with being healthier. Although he does go, he does go into one area, the joints, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna just demolish him with five quick, you know, studies. And there are so many more. It's ridiculous. It's ludicrous, and it's dangerous. We just got through. A, 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 <laughs> we just got through COVID, where <laughs> the two most the two groups most likely to have really bad outcomes and uh, including death were age and obesity and the obesity related issues. Okay. If you don't want to run, you don't have to <laughs> like, I will say this over and over and over again. There are so many different ways to be healthy and to do your cardio. And generally speaking, the people who bash running are people who don't enjoy running. The people who bash heavy, you know, lifting and things like that, it's always what you don't want to do and usually what you're not good at. Stop yucking my yum. <laughs> I love that saying. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So let me quote him directly. And I had to watch I had to watch the video. 
And by the way, this was sent to me by a friend. <laughs> he may be listening. Who just loves really smart, really successful. And, you know, we met a bunch of years ago and, and he started following the podcast and my advice. And he got in ridiculously great shape because he did all the little things based on science. And so he had to tweak me though, sent me a text yesterday morning and said, sorry, Tom, with a link to this article. And then the article linked to the TikTok video. And it was, a doctor says this exercise will lead you faster. I knew exactly what it would be <laughs> based on the wording of my friend. Yeah. I've done a lot of running. I've also done a lot of biking and swimming, but marathons started with the 5Ks, then the 10Ks, then the half marathons, then the marathons, then the ultra marathons, Ironman triathlons, ran across the Grand Canyon and back twice during COVID. I'm 53. Guess what? Best shape of my life. I'm an experiment of one, of course, but I also couldn't run when I was a kid. And I just had my second colonoscopy yesterday totally fine. My numbers are really good. That's, that's, that's about aging. That's what, what is important. Our health, our numbers, not what a plastic surgeon says. And so <sighs> let me compose myself for two seconds and then I'll get amped up again. Aging. What does he mean by aging? Oh, here's, here's again, I'll just quote him verbatim. He says, I have a pet peeve. Have you ever seen a long distance runner with a gaunt old face? <laughs> he works it a little differently. Yeah, he's talking about wrinkles. He's talking about a skinny face. That's aging. Guess what? In my 30 plus years in this business, I have yet to meet one person who has died from having a wrinkled face and not to go too deep into it but there's two main reasons why runners and I've written about this contributed to articles about this runners face you know why because they're skinnier because they have less body fat the more body fat you have guess what it pushes against the skin it decreases wrinkles and the second factor is that a lot of runners spend a lot of time outside and so there's sun damage. I'm one of them. And you know what? That's insane. Would you rather have no wrinkles and die young? This is, this is like the epitome of stupidity. Have you ever seen a long distance runner with a gaunt old face? Of course you have. It's, it's, that's, that's what we're worried about. That's what ages, so we're talking aesthetics. We're talking about what you see in the mirror. Get it, I get it. And if you want to avoid that, fine. But he goes a step further. He goes a step further. He, he didn't know, like that was bad enough. And I'm not done with that yet, by the way. That was bad enough. But then he says, and this is why I, I, I use the language I use, because he says, your knees go, your ankles go, and it's kind of dumb. No, sir, you're kind of dumb. And I, and I don't say that lightly. You're a doctor and you're getting headlines. There's 2 million views of that video. And listen, he even says 50% of my clients uh, love me for this and 50 hate me. 
Yeah, the 50 that exercise, the 50 that are running. And he says, in, not, his, not in his defense, but he, he qualifies it to some degree saying, you know, you can run a little bit. A couple times a week. But your ankles, your knees go, your ankles go. It's kind of dumb. No, sir, you need, this guy's older, by the way. He needs to go to a conference, read a a journal from this century or, or the last, or I'm sorry, this decade, the last decade, even this century. It's ridiculous. This reminds me of the doctors, again, who have not kept up with the science at all. Their doctors, back when I was teaching group fitness, vividly remember a doctor in one of my classes. There was a pregnant woman in one of my classes and this well-known Harvard-trained doctor went nuts at me and the, the woman spinning during her pregnancy <laughs> saying, I, I, I kid you not, that she was cooking her baby. You know, there are those, many years ago, they used to say you shouldn't get your heart rate over a certain beats per minute when you were pregnant. And then they realized, no, it's your current level of fitness, whatever your current level of fitness is before you get pregnant, and it's changed. It's not that arbitrary number that they throw out. And so that doctor, yet another example of someone who has no idea what they're talking about. Doctors, especially plastic surgeons, how many exercise science courses did that person have to take? Did Dr. Gerald Imbert take? How many nutrition courses? No, plastic surgeon. Like, so, of course, like, we should dismiss this right away. But in the social media world and the clickbait headline world, this story is getting traction like crazy. New York Post, the whole nine yards, major news outlets. And 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 again, I, I'm being, <laughs> it's ridiculous that I even have to clarify this, qualify this. He put this out there. He chose to put this out there. So fair game. And you're a doctor. And all people have to see is doctor. And, and the headline is going to say a doctor, not a plastic surgeon. Some of them clarify, but it doesn't matter. And he goes on to say, you should do no impact or low impact aerobics. Can we talk about bone mineral density? Can we talk about osteoporosis? Okay, we were born to run. And that doesn't mean you run, you know, 20 miles a day every day. Still means you can, yes, get hurt from running. Of course you can. It's not what this guy's saying. Okay, so let's get into the science. Let me repeat what he said. Your knees go, your ankles go, and it's kind of dumb. No, sir. Again, read a, read a journal from, you know, uh, that has come out before 1960. Let me give you one. I did a whole podcast on this. What 11 extra pounds can do to your knees, okay? And then I got five more. There's so many more about running and your knees, right? So he's saying... Runners get, I mean, that, that myth that has been around forever, <laughs> although, again, if you've read anything in the last, you know, 10, 20 years, it's been debunked over and over and over again, running is not bad for your knees. Runners have a lower incidence of osteoarthritis than non-runners. So this is one of the main reasons you weigh less. So this was uh, the association between weight gain and knee osteoarthritis, a systematic review and meta-analysis. So I did a podcast on this. And what they found was, I'm going to give you just the takeaways. 
a weight gain of just 11 pounds made total knee replacement 34% more likely for women and 25% more likely for men. Let me say that again. 11 pounds. 11 pounds. Excess weight. Because you know what, Dr. Gerald Imber? You know what's worse for aging than running? And your knees is carrying around excess weight 24 hours, seven days a week. And guess what? Just because you have a skinny face, just because you're skinny, doesn't mean you're healthy. I worked with so many of the skinny unfit. We need to be a healthy weight. We need to eat healthy foods. We need to exercise. End of story, full stop. Then you fill in the blanks on what you like to do. And you know what? When he says, have you ever seen a long distance runner with a gaunt old face? Have you ever seen an overweight? How many overweight 90-year-olds do you see? There's a reason for that. I'd rather be 90 years old with a gaunt old face than the alternative. Not being alive. Okay? We could get into telomere length. We could get into so many different things. The science that's out there now with exercise and running. Let me give you a couple. <laughs> Let me give you a couple. So here's one. I can give you like six, but quickly. Don't don't worry. It's not going to go. We're not going deep here. Okay. Uh, they talk about marathoners. So recent study about marathoners, okay? This is in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology, January 2020. Guarantee you, what's his name again? Dr. Gerald Imber didn't read this, okay? They looked at first-time marathon runners. Training for a first-time marathon reverses age-related aortic stiffening. What is the number one cause of death globally? It's heart disease and strokes, right? But heart issues, okay? So they looked at 138 healthy first-time marathon runners. They tracked these people, Marathons, not running just a couple times a week, you know, training for a marathon, uh, specifically the London Marathon. And what they found was after they looked at them, uh, it was associated with a four-year reduction in their vascular age, okay? Not something you can see in the mirror, not just, you know, how we look. And what they specifically found was that this marathon training reversed the age-related stiffening of the body's main artery. That's really important. Guess what? That's much more important. Like the artery that goes to your heart. And this helped reduce blood pressure. Okay? Reversed the age-related stiffening. Training for one marathon. Six months. Quote from one of the researchers, Dr. Charlotte uh, Manistee. Our study shows it is possible to reverse the consequences of aging on our blood vessels with real-world exercise in just six months, said senior author Dr. Charlotte Manistee, a senior lecturer at University College London and a consultant cardiologist at the Bart's uh, Heart Center and University College Hospitals. I'm going to listen to her more than I'm going to listen to a plastic surgeon when it comes to aging. A cardiologist, not a plastic surgeon. Okay, Journal of the American College of Cardiology, January 2020. All right, now let me give you, <laughs> these are all in my micro uh, workout book. Dozens and dozens of studies cited at the back. And let me just 
give you a handful when it comes to running. So running, you know, ankles and knees, kind of dumb. Really? Really? Uh, Here we go. This is April 2017, Exercise in Sports Sciences, Joint Loading. In This is the title, okay, of the paper, of the study. Joint Loading in Runners Does Not Initiate Knee Osteoarthritis. The takeaway, I'm going to give you the title, the journal, and the takeaway. Keep it simple. Uh, the takeaway, runners do not have a greater prevalence of knee osteoarthritis than non-runners. April 2017, Okay. Uh, let me give you December 2016 European Journal of Applied Physiology. Running decreases knee intraarticular cytokine and cartilage uh, <laughs> oligometric, oligomeric, I'm sorry, matrix concentrations, a pilot study. So the opposite. A single half-hour session of running has beneficial effects on the knee including reducing inflammation and lessening levels of a marker of arthritis. We were born to run. We weren't born to get plastic surgery. We were born to run. We weren't born to... And again, this is going to be harsh, but this is just this is the, the, the real world. We weren't born to have bariatric surgeries. We weren't born to make to cut ourselves open and make our stomach smaller. I understand that for some people that can save their lives, but we weren't born to do that. That's a problem. That's a problem. Decreases, running decreases knee into articular cytokine and cartilage oligomeric matrix concentrations. All right, there's a couple more. Here we go. Here we go. Is there an association, this is the name of the, the study, is there an association between a history of running and symptomatic knee osteoarthritis? A cross-sectional study from the Osteoarthritis Initiative. This is in Arthritis Care and Research, February 2017. Takeaway, running is not associated with increased odds of knee pain and arthritis. In fact, for knee pain, there was a dose-dependent, here we go, Inverse association with running where runners had less knee pain. In other words, the more they ran, the less pain they had. Again, I'm not, you know, an idiot like some who feel the need to speak out on things they don't know. Yeah, there are runners who obviously can get hurt because all they do is run. How often do I talk about we need to cross train, we need to strength train. Uh, if you don't and you're a runner, you will become a triathlete because you are forced to do it. Of course, goes for anything. But let me read that one final time. That one is insane. The dose dependent. More running is better, right? Running is not associated with increased odds of knee pain and arthritis. In fact, for knee pain, there was a dose-dependent inverse association with running where runners had less knee pain. Another study, Medicine and Science and Sports and Exercise, July 2013, effects of running and walking on osteoarthritis and hip replacement risk. You know, Dr. Imber didn't talk about the hips, but I'm sure he would if he could, uh, were asked. The takeaway from this one, a multi-year study of almost 75,000 runners found that, contrary to popular belief, 
Dr. Imber, running not only doesn't increase the risk of developing osteoarthritis, these runners were found to be less likely to have arthritis than non-runners. Read a journal, Dr. Imber. Read. And another one. Six-month training program. It's very similar to the one I just read. The effect of a six-month training program followed by a marathon run on knee joint length cartilage volume and thickness in marathon beginners. This one is so similar to the one I just read to you, right? (laughs) It's just, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All right, yeah. This is, again, in knee surgery, sports Traumatology, arthroscopy, June 2014. Take away the high-impact forces associated with long-distance running are well-tolerated even in marathon beginners and do not lead to clinical relevant cartilage loss. There are so many more. There are so many more. I don't want doctors being quoted talking about any any negative aspect of exercise <laughs> i don't and and uh, i don't want to talk about too much exercise that is not a problem stop bashing runners there's so much more we could talk about the fit, uh, psychological again going into telomere length and things like that when we talk about aging but yeah i get it dr imber and and uh, you know I mean, you could make the argument that like, you know, <laughs> he's not trying to get more clients. I mean, I don't even know. Like, yeah, that's your pet peeve is, is you know, that that's your bread and butter, it sounds like. Plastic surgeon. I, I feel, again, my, my, my Catholic upbringing is making me feel guilty about bashing this as hard, but I'm sorry, enough. I said that before this year started. We need more people speaking out against this kind of stupidity. This is not okay. We're not selling shoes. This is life and death. This is quality of life. It's not okay. And it's ridiculous. And it's not based in science. And I'm done. I'm done. I want to go so much deeper, but there'll be many other podcasts and there have been many into all of what I just talked about and it's, it's ludicrous. Stay in your lane. You want to talk about aging and, and the face? You want to talk about that? That's fine. You want to talk about wrinkles? Stay there. And don't use the words. Just <laughs> Ages a person faster. Oh, oh my gosh. Sure. Guess what? I'm going to be a wrinkled 138-year-old. And I'm okay with that because I want to live not only as long as I can, but the highest quality of life. So yes, as a runner, I strength train and ride a bike and swim and cross train and try to do yoga. All that's, that's really hard for me, but I know what I need to do and I know what's healthy for me and I know the science and this is garbage and I'm not going to give it any more anything. All right. (laughs) 
Tom H. Fit is Instagram. Tom H. Fit is Twitter. You're going to reach out, direct message, questions, comments, whatever you want. Go to teamholland.com as well or fitnessdisrupted.com. My website, more about me and my books and you can email me through there as well. I, I, I want to stop apologizing for having these kind of shows. That's, that's what I am working on. This is so not okay. There's three things we all control. How much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our state of mind. And that is awesome. I'm only going to bring you the best information as quickly as possible so that we can all live our best lives. That's my bias. I want the best information for me and for you and for my family. Okay? Running is not bad for you. Anything in excess is going to be problematic. Excessive moderation, term I came up with and and live by, is key. Don't do a lot of exercise a little bit. Do a little bit a lot and mix it up and keep it as varied as possible. All right, enough. (laughs) I just snort. I just snorted. That's That's a good sign. That's a sign that this is a good topic. All right, I'm leaving that in. Not editing it out either. Uh, Jack Wayne. Love ending the shows with Jack from prior radio show. My mentor as far as like who I looked up to. Just amazing person. Like literally decades ahead of his time. Half a century ahead of his time. So here, leaving you with this. Jack Wayne. I hope that each and every one of you wonderful people that are listening to Tom's great show will do something for the most important person on this earth, you. 